Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. We are back. Hour number two of VEASAN Bet Center on a Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, our standing producer behind the glass. There was a brief glimmer of hope for one Jeff Parles and the entire Oregon Duck fan base with Oregon. That has the, uh, the, been the marquee game of the night tonight. Third-ranked team in the college football playoff entering the week. Odds of about 4-1 to one to win the national title. I should say uh, going to be longer than that. They were in the 40-1, uh, in the, in the uh, I should say. Not quite uh, 4 but coming into tonight, in a game at Utah that they had to have to stay atop of that top four setup here, three-point underdogs on the road, and Jeff, despite a touchdown early third quarter, what has really been the story of the night, their inability to get Utah off the field on third downs. Utes are now 10 of 12 on third down conversions. They punch it in again just now after another long drive. That is a three scoring drives, Jeff, of at least, uh, here just, just looking at it, of, uh, of at least nine plays as Tavian Thomas has run wild in this game. Uh, he now has 19 carries, 81 yards, and three touchdowns, 35-7. For those of you keeping track on the second half line, which was Oregon minus one or one and a half, Jeff, 7-7 uh, in the second half, but that will basically be curtains. Uh, don't you have to think at this point, 35-7? What makes you say that? I, I'm just, you're the one who has the ticket at <laughs> no, Oregon plus not, three and a half. No, no, no. This is, <laughs> it's a long shot as it was anyway, getting into 28-7. Really, that, that punt return at the end of the half was the moment. Because, again, Ben, if you're down 14 in the third quarter, it's a totally different energy to the game. It's a totally different feel. Now back to 28, and, and look, good on Utah to just really just suck the life completely out of Oregon after, like, all right, if the Ducks force a three and out, 
guess what? Oregon probably comes down, scores again, and all of a sudden, maybe he gets a little bit right. tight for the Utes. No, no. Easy touchdown drive. Methodical what they've been doing all night. And look, uh, this is likely going to be a rematch here in two weeks. I'm going to be very interested to see what the line is for Utah on a neutral here two weeks from now in that Pac-12 title game, even though we'll have a grand total of zero implications for the college football playoff. <laughs> I need to say a grand total of uh, zero Zero fans uh, in in the building. Well, hey, if I if, uh, no no, disres- no disrespect to the other two fan bases that could possibly win the North still, but if it is in Oregon in the Pac-12 title game, I'd be very fascinated to see how low those tickets go for here in Vegas. Well, that, that is a question we will get an answer to in about a, a week or so. By the way, minus twenty five or twenty five and a half now live for Utah, and still better with, at halftime. With, yeah, with three fifty two to go in the third quarter, barring any uh, any sort of unforeseen outcomes here we will uh, we'll let you know when this game goes final but this is uh, this is done and dusted here Utah going to get the win 35-7 again late third quarter in a spot like this as a three point or three and a half point closing favorite here uh, we mentioned too before uh, we transition things talk about some of the Heisman implications from today Jeff there were some uh, potential late window upset games we were uh, we were on high alert for and uh, Auburn goes three and out forced to punt they were pinned inside their own 10 yard line as a seven, seven and a half point road favorite at South Carolina. So now it's just uh, at this point that uh, we have a third and four. Auburn just took its last time out. So this is basically the game coming up, Jeff, for a South Carolina team that was a seven and a half point home dog, down 14 nothing in this game after a quarter, have had a huge comeback. And uh, now we'll, we'll see what they are made of. A team that's been, uh, to be kind, offensively challenged at times this year. Jason Brown, 10 of 14, a buck 57, three touchdowns and an interception. A chance to uh, to get to get bowl eligible right here for South Carolina, and as you had pointed out, Jeff, in our last segment, they have Clemson next week, who throttle Wake Forest today. This is likely it. I mean, this is basically one play, first down, and it's uh, and it's basically game over here. It's four yards, and it is good night to Auburn, who will go into the Iron Bowl, needing a Flipping. what will probably be a well, Auburn probably be the same amount of underdog as LSU was at this point with the way Auburn has looked these last few weeks. Uh, very disappointing season for Brian Harson in year one. Uh, Brown over the middle. That ball caught. Oh, what I think a, he got it. I think a, a one-handed snag by South Carolina, and that's going to do it. South Carolina going to be ball down. eligible. Wow. Ball game. What a catch. Everyone on everyone on the Auburn defense is saying it wasn't a catch. Everyone on South Carolina. This is one of those where if you're South Carolina, you kind of got to, even though you don't want to rush to the line, you have to rush to the line, but we're going to get it reviewed. But in the end here, what a... What a win for the Gamecocks here, Ben, assuming that is a catch, which I could not tell from our perch. Our perch here at the Circus Sports That Studios. is clearly oh, incomplete. All right, that's that's That is so blatantly uh... incomplete. <laughs> I mean, the ball's laying on the ground. It's, it's one thing for us to miss that here, yeah. staring into the lights, but come on. We got like lost in the lights. The ball's laying on the ground. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that the Auburn players weren't even more incredulous than they were. That's horrible. Josh, That's horrible Josh, from the officiating show. <laughs> Are you? Is this your? Uh, is this your, your? Your attempt to? Uh, no, I can't. I what can't, the Texas Tech can't, radio can't team outdo, did last can't, week. Can't, I can't no. outdo that. You can't. No. Out, you can't outdo them. No. Uh, it was Josh Van who was unable to, to hang on. They're going to review this. So it will be fourth would have down. Been a great catch though. Well, that would have been a circus <laughs> catch. Two sixteen to go. They'll put probably a couple seconds back on Auburn. Going to get the ball back. So you can't totally write this game off. In the meantime, we're also looking at another review. Uh, this is a, a, one other game we've not mentioned yet, but does fall into that potential for an upset in what has really become in the in, in the mediocre pot that is 
the bulk of the teams, Jeff, and you could argue the entire conference in the mm-hmm. ACC, it is, it's almost just been like whack-a-mole these past few weeks, especially with teams like Virginia Tech and Miami. Canes laying seven pretty much market-wide in this game, but they were just stuffed on fourth and one. It looked like they were clearly short, Jeff, but they review it. They give Miami the first down. They go for it fourth and one deep in their own territory, up five, 31-26, just into the fourth quarter. So that, uh, that will bear watching as far as people looking to take a stab on on, on an upset potential for Va Tech. So a lot of games still to be played here. That game has gone over the total of 55 and a half or 56, but it just, you know, it feels like you're, you're playing random team generator every time you watch one of these ACC games between mediocre teams. A couple of five and five teams. One will be bowl eligible in 13 minutes and 40 seconds. And right now it's Miami with the five point lead. Not a shock that this is, this is played out in kind of bizarre. Fashion. This is uh this is a game between two teams that aren't any good. Thanks for the analysis. I, 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 there's not much more to add. And even though, again, Miami ended ended the uh, the fraudulent Pittsburgh yes. Panthers run to the invisible playoff that people wanted to put them in. And for, the uh, Kenny Pickett's Heisman hopes. Yeah, ended that as well. That but, also uh, ended. And look, uh, again, uh, Miami, here's the thing. Miami somehow blows this game. They get Duke next week. Duke has already packed it up for the winter. They're, they're done. Virginia Tech gets Virginia next week. So that's... This game's a lot more for, uh, important for the Virginia Tech Hokies than Miami here. That's, a, I think, a fair assessment. Not games that are going to be breaking it, it, attendance it, records or viewing records. Even though, again, week. we're talking about a program with Virginia Tech. They have a very important hire to make this offseason. They can Justin Fuente earlier in the week. The correct move. His tenure was relatively unsuccessful mm-hmm. there in Blacksburg and, again, kind of just proved how just how great of a job Beamer did over those decades at Virginia Tech. Because that is not an easy place to recruit to, and that is not that should not be a great program just based off the location. And Beamer, heck, Beamer almost won a national championship there. The Beamer Ball, it, it'll, it'll live forever, but maybe not with the current whoever the, whoever the higher ends up being. Just in our minds, it will live forever. And by the way, Virginia Tech does get a stop after that somewhat controversial first down for Miami. So Vatek ball inside its own 15 here with about 13 minutes to go. Down by five and uh, in, in the live market. Uh, Vitek at this point, uh, well, it's off the board right now because of the punt. We'll see it come back in a, in a moment here, Jeff. But again, this was seven basically the whole way. And we have another review in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, it's a, sure well, it's, well, it's a, well, it's a punt that may have hit an Auburn gunner. I couldn't tell on the replay they showed. I think it. Okay. I, if you made me call it, I'd say it did hit him. But, I, I, again, I don't know what they ruled on the field, and we're talking about an officiating crew that couldn't see a blatant incomplete pass live. So, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Here's the replay. They're, they're putting a replay on a big screen there at Williams-Brice. I, it's close. It's really close. Ooh, it's just a matter of did the nose of the football get his thigh. So, that is really, really close there, Ben. On this angle we're seeing right now, I think it did scrape it, but we'll see. Might as well just play it in real time. I mean, you know, you can't really tell when it's uh, when this when it's this slowed down. That's just my you know my mm-hmm. personal gripe, Jeff. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, so we we will we continue to follow those two potential uh, upset games of the other games in the late window, Jeff. It, this is kind of shocking. The most shocking statement we've made all night. You don't have a play in any of these other. I'm so I'm shocked you didn't go back to the well on Stanford tonight. Try to no, recruit some we're, of the we're done with that. <laughs> it was the Cal Stanford. It's a big. What is this the, the the least impactful Cal the Stanford band on, game is of the all band time on the field again? Um, it's thirty four eleven Cal, so I don't think so. Four fifty seven to go would make it more oh, entertaining. Cal, Cal, Cal is favored by two on the road in this game, so oh. tells you all you need to know about the state of yeah. That's a, that Stanford look, look. That's a that's a difficult decision looming for 
the people at Stanford where they have to pay David Shaw a lot of money one, one way or the other. That team has really not been good now for four years. I, I, I've always thought Shaw was a little bit overvalued. He didn't do anything of significance with Andrew Luck, who is the best college quarterback we've seen uh, over the last decade, even better than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, but look, that is that's just a bad situation. And of course, a, an extraordinarily difficult job to win there with the academic standards. Both of these jobs are. That's why you heard Justin, you hear Justin Wilcox's name for Washington potentially. Right. We'll see. We'll see what happens there uh, with uh, yeah. Seems like Cal will be able to to get a hey a rare win for them, and they, just and they got they got to win out to make a bowl, Ben. Oh, they just scored again to make it forty to eleven. Uh, under, under five minutes to go, and uh, that by the way, that uh, touchdown did just send the game over. So over forty, uh, as high as forty six and a half behind us uh, at Circa. Um, what do we have review here? That is that is going to be touch by an Auburn player Ooh. recovered by South Carolina. Wave the, the towels. They will get the ball back with two eleven to go. Uh, South Carolina will have to do some fiddling with the clock here, but more than likely we'll be able yeah. to run this out. So, all right. Congratulations in order to South Carolina, assuming they don't do something totally uh, moronic here. Um, we, when we return, we will discuss everything from the Heisman implications of today, including how things changed in the middle of these games to where they will ultimately stand out. We're going to talk about that next. There's a couple other results, Jeff, in these late windows that, again, don't have any bearing on college football playoff or much else, but are kind of catching my eye. One total that is very, very low uh, in an SEC game involving a ranked team with a former Heisman candidate. Another game in the Mountain West involving a team that has really not been able to score <laughs> that is winning on the road. I'm going to talk about those two games next, as well as Heisman talk when we return right here on VEASAN Bet Center. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even That's my game. That's my game, <laughs> 
Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. The VEASAN Black Friday offer is here right now. When you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VEASAN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited-time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we are back, VEASAN Bet Center on a Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas. It is a final First upset of, of any of the games on the late card we've been tracking. South Carolina does hang on. 21-17, 7.5-point home dogs. They are going bowling in Columbia, Jeff. And a nice, nice win over a Bo Nixless Auburn team who will now uh, be, you'd have to think, as you were saying earlier, pretty significant underdogs against Alabama next week in the Iron Bowl. You're thinking, what, 20, you're thinking in the 27 range? Are you going to go that, you think that high? I mean, that's what LSU was, LSU was what, 27.5? I think all, I think Auburn at this point is similar to what LSU was at that point. I think that's a fair yeah. that's a fair compare. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, we are we obviously saw Auburn win at LSU earlier this year, but this is this Auburn season has just uh, gone down the drain, and uh, six and six uh, with uh, with questions looming for Brian Harson that don't have to do with football uh, yeah. potentially this offseason. Good way to put it. Good yeah. for you, Jeff, expertly navigating the off the field questions. Uh, that game also uh, does, uh, by the way, stay uh, pretty significantly uh, under here. Just looking at the uh, the the uh, final, we ended up with 38 on the board, and um, that was yeah 45. That had and to a half. have stayed under 45. Yeah. I was making. Yeah. There's no way that could have yeah. could have gone up. Uh, so 21-17 South Carolina kind of just uh, shows the bizarro world in the SEC East now, where Florida is going to finish sixth <laughs> in the division <laughs> behind the likes of South Carolina, Missouri, and Tennessee. That's an impressive accomplishment. Hey, look, again, it just uh, – uh, it, it, it's been a year where, again, Georgia has been so much better than everyone else, and obviously it doesn't matter because, like, uh, again, they beat, they beat, else, they beat Clemson, yeah. who was down. Uh, UAB almost beat the Roadrunners today of, U, of UTSA. But, look, Georgia Georgia has so much better than everyone else in that division. And, again, I'm, I'm excited to see Georgia play Alabama in two weeks. I still think Georgia's going to handle Bama. That defense is going to be too much. I tend to agree with you. And we'll see if that line goes higher than the three that a lot of the odds makers have set in advance right now. Georgia-Alabama SEC Championship game in two weeks' time. Uh, the couple games I'd wanted to mention here before we get into our Heisman talk, Jeff. One of them is in the SEC, so I'll just mention it briefly uh-huh. here. What has happened to this Ole Miss offense? 
stop scoring. They're leading 24-9 against the Vanderbilt Commodores, the the 0-6 in the SEC of Vandy Commodores today. Into the fourth quarter right now, Matt Corral, he's been fine, 25-33, 281 yards and a couple of touchdowns. In a game, Jeff, where you looked at uh, a spot like this for Ole Miss on a senior night, laying as many as 36.5, and it looks like they did, as I'm saying this, punch it in for a touchdown. So they will get to yeah. 31-9, but a total of 65.5, which has kind of been – it's almost been on the low end of some of these Ole Miss totals with the tempo and the pace and the offensive nature of their games early uh, early in the year, certainly, but it's definitely turned around the last few weeks. It's certainly going to be you know a simmering out of the Heisman candidacy for Matt Corral as, as a quarterback, but you kind of wonder if that was just, just the first few weeks. I mean, it was more overblown it, than anything with some of those high scores. It was just, it just it, too, too many injuries. Too many injuries that for too. Matt Corral. Just too battered throughout the year. And look, uh, in the end, the game that he needed to play great in was the Alabama game, and he did not. And that's why you see him again. It took, I think, it took books longer to move him down properly because there was just so much liability stacked up on him earlier in the year. Remember, he was the hot pick, and then Ole Miss came out and smoked Louisville on opening night without yeah. Lane Kiffin because Kiffin had a COVID positive test, uh, a, a, a breakthrough test in there, but. Look, I think it just took a while for everyone to move him down. Uh, look, it's it's a two-horse race now. That's what it is. Kenneth Walker's no-show today eliminated him. And you're down to the two quarterbacks. You're down to C.J. Stroud, who has had a, a, uh, a roller coaster ride to get to being the current Heisman favorite. And Bryce Young, who has just been pretty darn consistent this year, Ben, where he's had obviously broke the record for most passing yards in a game by an Alabama quarterback today. But he's had some great performances. He's had some okay performances. He hasn't had that bad performance. Even the A&M game, it wasn't, it wasn't his fault they lost the game. The defense was terrible, and now won. The LSU won yet. Her defense was a little bit – their offense was mediocre, I should say, only scoring 20. But this will be a fascinating re- race these last two weeks, and it also will depend on who submits their ballot before the conference championship games because, as we know, Ben, we spent enough time in a college town, in a Power 5 conference town, we know – that a lot of people submit those ballots a little too early. And sometimes yeah. that can, in a, in a race that's going to be as close as this one probably, that could flip a result. It's amazing that that still happens and is even allowed to, to happen. It's like the thing is out. It's like the process is outdated or Just something. Just a little. I mean, granted, you got a thousand people basically voting on this. Yeah. You're, you're right on that. There's a look at the odds with the SEC championship heading into this week. We saw the Heisman odds a moment ago. The one question I have on this, Jeff, you know, and we saw C.J. Stroud, so he comes back down. He's in the 200, 225 to one range as a favorite right now. But sight unseen on Bryce Young mm-hmm. after that game, we saw him go up to four, four fifty. Too aggressive. What, like, what can we take away as betters from this? From just from the standpoint of all right, there's two guys. We know it's going to be one of the two at this point. Just from trying to make make some money here, like, is there is there going to be a? I guess wouldn't the case for basically just betting both at potential plus prices on basically in the same scenario like this, where say Bryce Young then comes out, has a good game. I mean, the guy, let's just say if, if Young played first today, Jeff, and goes up with 559 passing yards and five touchdowns, I'm pretty sure he would have been minus 400 only for Stroud to then come back with, as we saw today, 432 yards, six touchdowns in the first half. My point being, Jeff, Jeff is this, is this all just, Based on the timing that people are are seeing these things, because well, <laughs> what what like what really what would really give you the impetus to say Stroud should now be a minus two hundred favorite when these guys were basically even coming in, both were tremendous today. For what it's worth, I think Stroud should be the favorite right now. 
because it, you know how this works. I know. When there is a crescendo to the end of the season with one of these quarterbacks, especially on an elite team, which more times than not, you have to be on a team that's going to go to the playoff in this day and age, regardless of position. Of course, Devontae Smith showed us that last year where, remember, that was a crescendo. That Devontae Smith it really was the last month of the season where he t- grabbed that award and took it and absolutely deserved it as a wide receiver. Uh, look, for, for both of these guys, Bryce Young's big game will come two weeks from now. It will come against Georgia. C.J. Stroud's big game comes next week against Michigan. Now, the big question is, if Stroud plays great and Ohio State waxes Michigan in route to winning the Big Ten East, which in essence will be in route to winning the Big Ten Championship because they'll destroy Wisconsin in Indianapolis, is that more than enough, regardless of what Young does against Auburn and Georgia, to win the award? I would argue yes because of knowing the process. With that said, if Bryce Young throws, let's say Bryce Young throws for 400 yards and a bunch of touchdowns against Georgia and Alabama wins, then there's a really, really difficult argument against Young. I think the number is a little bit long, a little bit too long on Stroud. I would think it should be shorter. Probably should be about minus one, one thirty, would be my guess. And I think you're actually getting a reasonable price on Young right now, plus one seventy-five. Well, my follow-up thought on this and. Again, talking about the, the timing of when these teams plays. I, my point is I'd also just get the sense that Bryce Young being somewhat punished today by the betting markets by his defense giving up 35 points at home to Arkansas, which is, is you know, again, as you mentioned, Jeff, we know how this, this works from the perspective of the markets when it comes to the Heisman Trophy. It's not just about your performance as an individual, but having said all that, if you already had a, a, a ticket on C.J. Stroud in pocket, remember he was in the, what, 8-9-1 to nine to one range when he was named the starter right before Ohio State's season opener – if you had a ticket on him already, would the prudent play not be grabbing some value here at Bryce Young at, at plus 175? And we obviously get into that the conversation all the time of not really hedging as much as figuring out where your, your best option is for having multiple tickets on an award market. Would you, would you come back with, uh, with a play like that, considering what we, just, what we just discussed, thinking that maybe this was a little too aggressive of a move on Stroud in the market? I, I look, at, at these numbers, you can only bet Young. You can't bet. You can't lay the price with Stroud right now. You just, you just can't. And look, the other thing that 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 happens here, Ben, what happens if Ohio State loses next week to Michigan? Then Stroud doesn't get the extra game that Young will, and Young will have the opportunity against number one to play well and beat number one. So I would only bet Young right now. And look, if you're better, if you're better at Bryce Young right now at this plus one seventy five, there is some two dollars out there. And Ohio State somehow loses to Michigan, which I don't think is as insane as some people think. You have a chance. So You'll be you, very much alive. Is it just me thinking out loud here? If you Please. if you've got a Stroud ticket already, would you not rather just take a shot on Michigan money line then instead? Plus, that's going to be what three to one ish, three forty. I think I'd rather have Young's ticket. Because Young is more likely to win the Heisman still, even if they lose to Georgia, probably than Michigan beating Ohio State. My point is it's close. It's close. Because if you lose to Michigan, it's it's a debate. Look, if they lose to Michigan, he's not winning winning the Heisman Trophy. So, you know, why we debate that? Look, it's a tough call at these numbers, right? That's why we encourage 
if, when you make the bets earlier in the season, you got a little more wiggle room than, than right now, and they are so tight as of this moment. Uh, by the way, uh, Utah and Oregon, eight minutes still to bad. go. It is still bad. Utah lining up for a field goal. They are, are going to cruise here to win, looking to make it 38-7 against Oregon, the number three team in the college football playoff. We'll come back. More college football discussion on the other side right here on VSIN Bet Center. Get an extra helping of football with Madden Holiday Madness. Play free in three fantasy football contests and compete all Thanksgiving weekend for a share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash EA Madden now to get in on the action. EA Sports, it's in the game. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back. VEASAN Bet Center. Final segment of our show, talking college football before we start to transition into the NFL. Back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. One late game to preview, Jeff, before we, because we can't not talk about the Chase game. That goes against everything we stand for here at VEASAN Bet Center. Before we get there, though, a couple of very brief updates. Utah kicks a field goal, 38-7 with 7.32 to go in the game. So this game is, is, ba- over. is, is over. Uh, Going to go well under 58.5, the closing total. Utah will cover as a consensus three-point closing favorite, and Oregon will officially be out of uh, college football playoff I, I'm consideration. Not, I'm not, I'm not going to give you the check mark on the under. You don't yet. think so? At 40, you need two touchdowns. I'm not going to give you the check mark yet. We're, I mean, we're giving you the check mark on Utah uh, laying the three and a half, but I ain't giving you the yeah. check mark on the under yet. Weirder things have happened. Yeah. 727. Again. And still enough time to get to the two touchdowns. We'll be breaking in. Live updates if, uh, if, that, if that does happen. Oklahoma State also kicks a field goal, 16 zip. 8.30 to go in the third quarter. There is 10-point favorites. Oklahoma State, playoff hopes, still alive if they are able to win and then win the next two, beating Oklahoma in Bedlam next week and then the Big 12 title game against Baylor. So the uh, the Pokes still shutting out the Red Raiders on the road in Lubbock. The uh, And as well, the other game we were mentioning is from a potential upset standpoint, probably not going to happen. Miami does score a touchdown, 38-26 on Vatek. Now, with just under eight minutes to go as a seven-point favorite, that game has now gone over the total as well, over the 55-and-a-half or 56. The one game, Jeff, that caught my eye, and this will transition into our Mountain West discussion we'll have in a second with Colorado State taking on Hawaii in the chase game, but Wyoming and Utah State. Utah State a half game ahead entering, I should say a game ahead entering the week of both Air Force and Boise State for that pole positioning in the Mountain Division of the Mountain West. They're playing a Wyoming team at home, Jeff, who at one point scored a combined three points in eight quarters over the likes of New Mexico and at Fresno State, obviously a good team, but they were shot out at home by Fresno State. They scored three points at a home loss to New Mexico, who then turned right around and gave UNLV its first win in, uh, in like three years, basically. They have scored 34 points on the road in Logan against Utah State, and there is still time in the third quarter left. It's 34-17 at Utah State. I know you've watched a lot of these Utah State games this year, Jeff, and this is a game, by the way, basically at the total of 52 or 52 and a half pregame. How is this happening, that Wyoming is doing this in Logan? There's no, there's, there's no, there's no, no explanation. explanation. There's no explanation at all. It just, that, look, it's Greg Bull has football. the guys it, up, I guess. It's college football at its peak random, randomness here. And look, this uh, Utah State, the funny thing for Utah State is, doesn't matter this result tonight. They could lose this game by 
50, and it doesn't matter. Because if they win next week in Albuquerque against New Mexico, they're still winning the division and playing in the Mountain West title game. Because they beat Air Force head-to-head, and Air Force beat Nevada last night. Um, actually, you know what? I may have spoken too soon. Uh, because Boise I, State because is, I need, to, I need yeah. to see how the tiebreakers work. Because Air Force beat Boise. Boise trounced Utah State. And Utah State beat Air Force. So I need to check how that three-way tie would break well, out. I can tell you, Boise State's up 17-0 at home against New Mexico going into the half right now. They were laying 27.5 in that game. So yeah, Boise, the, State, they, Boise State will <laughs> pull even. The, Those three teams in the Mountain West Mountain Division are all going to be 5-2 and two if this result I, holds. I, and by, by the way, Jeff, uh, Wyoming just scored again. I think again. a 98-yard touchdown, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wish yeah. we had this game. Titus yeah. Swen, 12 carries, 170 yards, two touchdowns. This game, Wyoming has almost taken this game over by themselves. Yeah. It is 41-17, 129 to go third for, for what it's worth, Boise plays at San Diego State next week in that great 9, 9 a.m. Pacific kickoff on Black Friday at oh. uh, in Carson, California. <laughs> so Boise State will probably work their way out if they lose that game because San Diego State needs to win that game to hold off Fresno in that division. The Mountain West. Mountain West hey, if you had a Mountain West to win the Mountain West championship ticket on any of these teams, you're really, you're really sweating, sweat, sweating uh, into buckets here, Ben. I mean, just the fact that like Wyoming, <laughs> their entire trajectory of their season for for Wyoming here. At least, I mean, if at least you talk about in conference play, they had some pretty bizarre early season high scoring results. But in in conference play, they they basically what they scored over twenty one over yeah, over twenty one points once in the entire conference season, and they have put up 41 on the road with still over a quarter to play in Logan against Utah State. So that's why, you know, Jeff, when things get late, weird things tend to happen. And that's a good transition into my question to you, which is why on this fine planet is, uh, is Colorado State laying three points at Hawaii? That's our chase game tonight. The fighting Steve Adazio's, not exactly a, a beacon of success are laying three in Hawaii. A game that doesn't mean much for either team. Both of these teams are out of it. But as we have seen this year, Hawaii, who has lost three straight, has been frisky at home. The, the last time they were there, they played San Diego State tight, lost at home by seven. The previous outing before that, they beat New Mexico State going away. And before that, they knocked off Fresno State by three. So why, can you figure out this line here? And the money is coming in, by the way, on the Rams here from two and a half up to three on game day. Yeah, this is a big no thank you for me because uh, Colorado State, boy, what a what a weird season they've had where they opened their season getting blasted by the Jackrabbits of San Diego, or excuse me, of South Dakota State, who are a very good FCS team, but got blasted. They lost at home to Vanderbilt. Which is a great quality. Well, and, and what was the greatest line move of the yeah, of yeah, the year yeah. from minus one to minus seven and a half. And then they seemingly stabilized the season, winning three out of four with the only loss being at Iowa in a game they covered. And then it was the fire drill field goal that didn't need to happen at Utah State. And since then the season's totally fallen apart. And they're not gonna go to a bowl. Hawaii's not gonna go to a bowl either. This is really again a, a game that is not bettable at all for me, Ben. It's senior night for Hawaii coming off of a, a loss at UNLV where they were, they were really embarrassed, losing and really outplayed in that game by a one-win UNLV team losing 27-13. If I, if I had the stomach for this, Jeff, this would be a, a Hawaii play 
all, all day. And it's strictly an anti uh, playing against Colorado State. And as you point out, since that loss, that Friday night game at Utah State, lose by by nine at home to Boise State, lose by 14 at Wyoming, and then lose by 14 at home to Air Force. So, you, you, look, you go on the road, a game that means nothing. You figure they'll get up for senior night next week at home against a, a Nevada team that's been very mediocre in the league. But a lot of thought that this might be it for Steve Adazio. There, I mean, contracts aside, we're not really not really sure what the future holds for that program. We have seen teams before go into Hawaii with not, you know, not a whole lot of with not much confidence and with not much to play for, there's a, a lack of sharpness we see in those games. So this is Hawaii or nothing for me. Yeah, I I don't want anything to do with it. Hawaii would probably be the only side I'd go the with. The bigger issue is I would have to be brave enough to stay up, stay awake until about 11.30 Pacific. This will probably this would probably be a sweat. I, I should say it wouldn't probably be. Will be. It would, it would, it would be a sweat. And I don't really want to touch the, the, uh, the total either, 53 and a half uh, or 54. That is our... Uh, that is our total for tonight. Uh, I, yeah, you know, if, but if you subscribe to the thought that you got to have action on the chase game, which is a totally valid thought, yeah, that's uh, why you're nothing uh, for me. Uh, by the way, b- before we uh, you know, we'll, have, we'll get into our NFL thoughts uh, coming up next year, we'll also have um, we'll have we'll bring in a guest as well in our our 11 o'clock Eastern hour as we take you up until 1 a.m. on the East Coast. A couple last thoughts here, looking at some of the games we've not discussed at all. Uh, Jeff, on the, the college football card. Again, the biggest upset of the night that you did not have like some in-game action on, I don't know, UL Monroe, LSU, or, or something like that. Uh, but LSU's only up 17-7, by the way, at half in a game uh, against UL Monroe. They are laying 13.5 for the second half, but how about the War- Warhawks have been uh, weirdly competitive in a lot of these games where they've been huge underdogs this season. It's been kind of uncanny for Well, for UL they, Monroe. they uh, remember, Ben, before the year, you had uh, the most maniacal prop bet ever put together by the folks at WinBet that featured six of the worst teams in college football head-to-head win totals. UL Monroe getting to four wins really threw a wrench completely <laughs> into that prop. Uh, and, and look, of course, they had that upset where they came from behind to beat Liberty as a 33-and-a-half-point underdog. Uh, look, uh, Bowden has done a really nice job down there uh, so far. And uh, uh, look, uh, LSU, we know this is the end of the Ogeron era. They have won the, they have this game, and then if they win next week against A and M, they'll have one more. And of course, uh, uh, Terry Bowden uh, uh, trying this is his next reclamation project, and off to a good start there in Monroe. Certainly is uh, twenty eight and a half or twenty nine point favorites LSU tonight in its senior night, but seventeen seven at the half, like I mentioned, length thirteen and a half for the second half. All right, when we return. Time to talk some NFL, and we're going to start, uh, Jeff. We will do our fade or follow, but there is some some news coming out, a report from Adam Schefter on Twitter that does bear mentioning right now because we could potentially see a line in this specific game in Chicago move, depending on how the betters interpret this news when, when we see the rest of this play out over the course of this evening and tomorrow morning. We'll discuss that next as we start our Week 11 NFL previews right after this here on Decent Bet Center. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of VEASAN Bet Center is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's Nicotine Pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement 
to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and over. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Morning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We're back. It's VEASAN Vet Center, final segment of our second hour as we begin the discussion on week 11 in the National Football League. We were so, so excited, Jeff. We couldn't wait. Started a segment early on our NFL previews. That's largely because uh, the game we were kind of assuming on the college football slate that would be our marquee game to follow has been uh, a dud. And Utah going to get a win 38-7 with about five minutes to go on Oregon, who will fall out of the top four in the college football playoffs. So let's turn our attention instead, Jeff, to the NFL. I'll mention this quickly. We'll, we'll talk about this next because it, it is in. Uh, we'll do, as always, fade or follow the Circa Millions consensus, Jeff. Report just coming out from Adam Schefter. On, uh, on Twitter a few minutes ago, suggesting that uh, from his sources in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson is only, even though he was upgraded to probable today with an illness, he is going to be 50-50 at this point with a non-COVID illness. That's going to be interesting. Well, we'll get to this game in full later because it's a consensus yes. play for the Circa Million. But, but, uh, that out now. But, but Trace McSorley being elevated from the practice squad to the actual roster Eh, that raises a little bit of eyebrows yeah. there, Ben Wilson. It it does. Right now, best number you can do on Baltimore is six at a couple of spots. So just, you know, keep that info. Or on Chicago, right? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. If, if you're looking to bet Chicago. Yeah. File that information away. We'll get to our Circa Millions uh, consensus selection accounts in, a, accounts in a little bit as we do our fade or follow segments. If Jeff and I, are we going to fade or follow the, the most popular picks in the Circa Millions contest? As far, though, as some of the games will start with, Jeff, there is also other quarterback news. And this is not too much of a surprise, but the Detroit Lions making it official. Tim Boyle, one of the great ex-Green Bay Packer backups who basically never saw the field. Tim Boyle is going to be the starting quarterback tomorrow for the Detroit Lions as they go to Cleveland. The Lions off of the tie heard round the contiguous 48 uh, last week. <laughs> Cleveland... Laying 12 or 12 and a half, Vinny Maliulo, who joined us earlier, oddsmaker at the South Point, telling us that he expected this to get up to 13 tomorrow morning as the public looks to pound Cleveland. But the Browns, Jeff, it's an interesting, interesting spot. Certainly a survivor candidate for sure this week. 42 and a half or 42 or 43, I should say, are your totals here. But the question I have is we, we watched one of the most fascinating game plans I've ever seen offensively in an NFL game where Dan Campbell, as head coach, basically said, we are refusing to let Jared Goff do anything in any way <laughs> that could potentially put us in any sort of harm. It was a fascinating strategy. And it almost, I mean, it worked. It really, it worked. They should it have did. probably I, won it, the it game. Did? I mean, it worked to the extent that he didn't cost them the game. It was amazing to watch that. And my question now to you is, Jeff, like, is Jared, is Jared Goff really worth a point or two Line move. I mean, it's Tim Boyle, so it, you can help us. You can help us contextualize this. But I mean, Jared Goff was the worst starting quarterback in the NFL by any metric through the first ten weeks. Look, first off, first off here, Jared Goff has been terrible. There is no arguing that. How bad is David Blau and the Tim Boyle starting over him? Tim Boyle, here we're gonna, we're gonna go. We're gonna, this is the Tim Boyle segment here. Hey, Ben. A segment I never thought we would do. The, the, the segment that, that hopefully we don't have to do for Thanksgiving either. Tim God Bo help us if we do. Tim, Bo Tim Boyle, so far in his NFL career, Ben, has thrown a grand total of four passes. Okay? He's 
Three for four for 15 yards. Tim Boyle at the University of Connecticut, okay? Somehow declared early. With, sure. With the following stats, okay? Played, uh, he, had, uh, he had 19 games he appeared in. Tim Boyle at, at Connecticut threw 133 passes, 82 passes, and 60 passes in his three seasons. That's 60 passes in his final season. Completion percentage of 48.5%. This guy's playing. This guy is starting an NFL game. I, with those, I, and by the way, his last year in college was 2015. So he hasn't played a competitive game, a realistic competitive game that counts other than preseason games in six years. Like, I, I, I look, we've had plenty of bad quarterbacks start in this league. We've had the Keith Knowles, that, the, that infamous Why are you slandering the all these oh, Packer, but, but, former but, Packer but, backups? But you, ha- you have had plenty of bad quarterbacks who have started games in the league. It would not shock me if this ends up being the worst star- performance we've ever seen from a starter, period, in the, in, the, in, the mo- in the modern day, at least in the last 10 years. Like, I expect him to be truly awful. I know it's 12. It's probably going to get to 13 by the time this game kicks. I don't care that Baker is... Is hurt. They get the Browns get Nick Chubb back. The Browns have done great against bad quarterbacks this year. They've done really well. The worst quarterback to have done okay against them is Roethlisberger, and they didn't really move the ball in that game. So I, I expect this to be a runout. I expect this to be a complete runout. I don't know how Detroit's going to score. It may look a lot like that Chicago game earlier, where Cleveland lets them hang around and then puts the puts the foot on the throat in the fourth quarter. But I don't see how Detroit can possibly keep this game remotely tight and I know it's a lot of points with a team that isn't overly great but I would like with Cleveland it's not just to me the what we will see at quarterback out of Tim Boyle the the, the bigger mismatch in a spot like this Jeff is the fact that Cleveland as we've known all, to be all season they've been the number one offensive rush DVOA team in the league since week one and as you mentioned getting Nick Chubb activated back off the COVID list it's a Detroit team that while they've they've done their best while being on the field a lot defensively, they're still 29th in rush defense this year, at least when you look at the defensive DVOA metrics. Trey Flowers, who's been one of their best linebackers, is out in this game, already a very thin defensive core. So that, Jeff, to me, is more of the impetus of why I would lay it with, it with as you're making me play this game, and I don't have a play on either side or total here, but I would only lay with Cleveland at the spot right now. Even though Donovan Peoples-Jones a bit banged up, he's questionable, Jack Conklin the number one offensive lineman for Cleveland remaining on IR in this game. Uh, but that, that to me, is, is the bigger issue because we know what Detroit's going to try to do. Detroit's actually, with running the ball, they're sixth in EPA per play this year, Not running bad. the ball. It, again, it goes back to the strategy of literally don't put your quarterback in a position to cost the team whatsoever. But as you point out, how far can that really take you? Um I'm, I'm, you know, I'm now thinking of all these horrible quarters. I, I, for some reason, I got a, I got an image Keith. of a rusty, of a, of a rusty. Was it Rusty Miller for the, uh, that it was a Titans Rams game sounds in like 2009. Right. I want. That, that's the first thing that popped into my head. I'll look that up in the break. But that the guy, me, the guy from FAU. Yes, yes, the guy. His, his last name was not Miller, but I know who why you're talking I think, about. Why did I say Rusty Miller? <laughs> what a generic, what a generic name. You'll find Rusty it Smith. You were I, right. right. I, I was it right was a there. Very generic name. But Russ, what did he do with that game? You, you, I'll, I'll pull it up. But look, I mean, they lost. Th- this is look. Look, we could be looking at Tim Boyle starting this game and on Thanksgiving. Uh, like we're we're talking about a team that has had no good quarterbacks basically in their history, other than Matthew Stafford and Charlie Batch had like a good fine. Year. John Kidna had 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 a moment or two, but. 
it, we're really like again, like how much does this coaching staff dislike David Blau, who has played in multiple NFL games and didn't and well, you know what? Was a totally serviceable backup when had, he played. Look, he, remember Detroit had a lead on Green Bay week 17 in a game Green Bay had to win two yeah. years ago to get the number one seed. And uh, I mean, he, he played pretty well in that game. So the, the point being, we would not shy away from from throwing no Cleveland in, uh, in in a as far as a survivor candidate or in a potential money line parlay. The price is steep, but it's only going to go up from here with Cleveland uh, laying the 12. We'll discuss another bad team right now as well, Jeff. But an interesting spot as Jacksonville gets ready to host San Francisco tomorrow. You have the Niners coming off the blitzkrieg. Great effort on Monday night. Pull out all the stops to dominate division rival L.A. Short week, have to go, have to go cross-country on the road, taking on a Jacksonville team that, after being down early, blocked punt, they get down 17-zip on the road at Indianapolis. You kind of figured, all right, that, 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 we'll call it a day. Jacksonville really showed some some strong metal to fight their way back in that game. And we're driving the football down by six in the final minute with a fumble by Trevor Lawrence. From the spot play, it's a good, it's a good spot for Jacksonville. The question is, can they hold up for a full 60 minutes? They've been playing a lot of 45, 50-minute games of football this year, Jeff, and trying to do it here as a six-and-a-half-point home dog. I had no feel for this game. I, I think this line is a little bit inflated because of what we saw on Monday night from San Francisco, but... Jacksonville's put together two reasonable performances in a row. Now their offense was terrible against Buffalo. The defense was great. Indianapolis has really stopped playing last week, and Jacksonville took full advantage. I don't want anything to do with this game. I'm going to pass completely. I've not made an actual in-pocket play here. This is a contest play for me. I will we'll discuss the side okay. why I why I like said side uh, when, we, when we return. We're just getting started, though. Third hour coming up next on VEASAN Bet Center as we dive through every single game on the NFL card. Stick with us right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 